to allow people to trade freely and coordinate in that way, like flourishing can happen. <laughs> I just don't think in such terms. Oh. And then, like, I have a day Let's off right. every week. <laughs> um, what is that, Sunday? This no. week it was Saturday. Oh. It was good. The last few days were good. <laughs> um, uh, Happened. I stayed in Santa Cruz for work and went to a hmm. uh, N mm -hmm. Afrobeats party, dance party. Oh, cool. Um, that apparently happens every week in Santa Cruz in this uh, open air marketplace oh. square. And um, that was a fucking hoot. <laughs> that was a hoot. I would guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was told it was the best dance party, and then I was like, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's about right. Definitely the da best dance party I've been to in a long time. It was oh, good. Really, yeah, it was really good. Really inspiring in my... In, uh, aspirations to make dancing in Chico mm -hmm. and to see that good and it go and be a part of it and yeah see that they're doing it yeah just weekly basis just throwing it down and, <laughs> and to see the um, community there yeah. is clearly like a regular occasion for this big group of people okay that all knew each other and yeah um, and yeah, popped off. Great, great vibes. A lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of love, a lot of positivity, and um, just a, yeah, fucking hollering good time. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you think about closing this window? Because the. They're knocking now, and there are workers fixing that house up for sale. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Yeah, so that was awesome. Yeah, I bet. Mm. I've really been enjoying uh, Afrobeats. <laughs> Me too. I, I found a list of like the top ten, you know, in the last decade Artist. or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, uh, me too. I, Instagram's been feeding me a bunch, and oh. you've been feeding me a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, I'm finding like that's what I 
that's the best dance music that exists right now. <laughs> that's the best <laughs> That's across. where it's going on. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is in the Afrobeats world. And it's. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. It does exactly what I. Just what it ought to do. Ought to, yeah, I want it to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is, yeah, it's a, it feels like a world that's kind of opening up in, in different ways. And it's fun to see, like, um, to hear, like, how Africa's, countries in Africa are, are like the fastest growing countries mm -hmm. in the world right now. Um, Population. Uh, economically, okay. they are booming. They're coming up. Good. It's <laughs> <And, laughs> about time. Africa's getting yeah richer, yeah. and it's cool to see with the Afrobeats world too. Like, yeah, it's an Africa moment here. Yeah. Uh, the the that's where the money is happening that's where the <laughs> the, the the fashion is happening yeah. that's where the music is is interesting and, yeah um, <laughs> this is another cycle here mm -hmm. okay yeah yeah it's awesome that it, it, yeah the it does exactly the kind of rhythm and uh Like nuance of rhythm, yes, and high resolution rhythm, <clears throat> yes. That right, I'm Intricate, like always craving subtle, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like really doing something good for me. This is <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's 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 um like the dance. I love seeing, and as I dance to it more and feel the resonance of myself and like uh, watching the dance and listening to the music, watching people dance and listening to the music is really cool um, because it's so much is so much of it is about this like subtlety mm -hmm. and it's <clears throat> like subtlety of movement and yeah and right a little yeah it's yeah. fascinating yeah yeah and that's a long way from the twist <laughs> uh -huh. yeah the twist is very american oh, thoroughly and yeah. and that's that yeah, and that contrast has been interesting. Like, it goes kind of with the culture. Like, American is more bombastic and rock star. Right. Bigger mo moves. Um, mm hmm. It has to be obvious. Yeah, it's more <laughs> obvious. Yeah. Yeah, whereas African music is, yeah, way more subtle. The movements, like, it's like, how deep can they go? Mm -hmm. in your body and <laughs> right. and and right. a lot of the songs yeah. for like 
two minutes will just be this like <laughs> very very low key uh, intricate driving beat mm -hmm. that doesn't need to like do anything. No, <laughs> <laughs> but but just be this intricate right. thing. <clears throat> just be, you know. Yeah, it doesn't have to do anything. Just, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's really interesting. It's very interesting. So so was that that was the first. Afro Beats gathering you had been to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes me wanna... I bet that would turn Chico out. Yeah, I'm seeing like, <laughs> oh, maybe I should do that. You should. Yeah, I should inject no just no one else about doing it. it. And, yeah. And, yeah, I think they would, I think it I think that's what people want. That's what I want. <laughs> right. I think that's the do. music. Right. This is the music of the, the yeah. dance music of the time. Um. Yeah, interesting. And it lends <coughs> itself, yeah, the experience of dancing, it lends itself to a kind of presence that's very interesting. Um, it's this very, like, in my own experience of dancing along with it and seeing it, seeing other people dance, there's a, yeah, there's a presence of mind that is striking, I guess, in contrast to, um, like house music and huh. like rave music, which is more and a lot of bass music, mm -hmm. um, which I, I find people use as a kind of drug to enter into a kind of hypnotic state mm -hmm. um, of just trance drum, which is which is its own sort of technology, but the Afrobeats world is like the subtlety of it lends itself to like more expression in a way. It's a lot more expressive, the experience of dancing and mm. seeing it. It's baseline more expressive and more about the expression of the person. And that's part of like the little movements. It's mm -hmm. the articulation of all these little things. Mm -hmm. And um, Yeah. Yes, exactly what I'm <coughs> my kind of shit. <laughs> like my kind of shit. It's, so, it's great. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah, it's been a pleasant discovery for me. Yeah. <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. Uh, just to you know, find something that makes me move. Even if I'm just sitting there, you know. Oh, cool. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. It's something that just gets in my bones like it, that. Yeah, and just does it for you. Right. <laughs> and then right. you can just right. get on it if you want to. <laughs> yeah, or, or sit there. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that too. It's, <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about that and discovering it and deep. DJing it and mm -hmm. um, 
making dance parties out of it and, and yeah. uh, seeing how it affects my writing too oh um, yeah you never know because that's mm. just yeah it's always the case like what what i get interested into interested in musically seeps its way into mm -hmm. into um what i write and and yeah the rhythms that's like it feels like a fundamental <laughs> discovery of sorts. <clears throat> like that's yeah. one of the things I think I love most about music um, is that high resolution rhythm and articulation uh, of rhythm. Um, I once yeah. saw a talk, I guess, by uh, Wynton Marsalis. Mm. <clears throat> talk, he talked about um, Music, I guess he, he, I don't know if he teaches at the university level maybe in New York, but he does some kind of lectures about music, some. Um, and I can't quote anything, this was years ago. But he made a good case for the most basic and most fundamental music being rhythm. Mm -hmm. Where something happens and then it stops, and then it happens again and then it stops, mm. and um, it can be notes, it can be just the uh, percussion, yeah. Um, but that integration of the starting and stopping of of uh, percussion and notes and yeah. uh, is the heartbeat. You know, that's where you yeah. you can take it anywhere from there, but that's really where it starts. Yeah. And I had never heard that explanation, you know, before that or theory or whatever that is. But it hangs together. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, at the, it's at the basis. Right. It's time. Yes, itself. time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's time itself. And how things yeah, change over time and regularly or irregularly. Mm hmm yeah. Yeah. It sounds pretty close to language, too, for that matter. At least spoken. What do you mean? Well, in that uh, it's a matter of time. Things happening and then stopping. <clears throat> oh, that's like sounds. its own elemental part of language. Right. Is when you stop and... Right, when you begin and where, you know, the, how the mm. shape of things in your mouth and what your lips and palate and tongue are doing and how they have to change all the time, you know, in a timely fashion in order for you to be intelligible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and like a <laughs> some caveman just uttering a sound. <laughs> right. Uh, an initial sound, the how he bre he times the thing <laughs> sure. will change, whether it's like a ooh, 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 or a, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> totally different situation. It was, was a hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally different situation. Yeah. But same sound. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 
I don't want to go to Santa Cruz. I keep hearing, you know, good things about it. And that's where William James is. Oh. Eventually. Okay, okay. I'll get there. Yeah, yeah. I've spent a tiny bit of time there. Um, and grown to, yeah, like it more and more. There's a, yeah. Yeah, there's a spirit there, no doubt. That's what I hear. There's a real spirit there. And uh, a lot of people, seems like, yeah, a lot of culture of a sort. And, uh, yeah. And that, and just the fact of that night dance party that that happens was like a mark like okay okay Santa Cruz (laughs) (laughs) you can do that (laughs) Uh so it it's already gotten me like uh aimed at trying to I'm gonna get as many clients as I can in the area (laughs) (laughs) there you go and just I can go there (laughs) that's good (laughs) have an excuse to go so that was Friday that was uh, Thursday and Friday. Yeah. That was a bunch of appointments, but I centered it around Santa Cruz and made my way uh, back up. Okay. On my home. I, I mean the Afrobeats. That was on Thursday. That was Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in the subject of time... Um, and r- rhythm, we could. Um, I think of the my prompt about uh, waltz and versus oh. the pendulum. Let's <laughs> go theme. Yeah. <laughs> Thematically. Um, I'm interested in the pendulum part. Yeah. So yeah. So the prompt was basically. Uh, life is more a waltz mm-hmm. than a pendulum. Right. Um, and so what do I mean by that? Um, like up until recently, yeah, that's been just the basic assumption about life is it's a pendulum of going back and forth and that's what history does is swings back and forth between extremes and mm-hmm. that's what political situations do and, right and um, I've been really kind of getting off on the idea of three threes and trinities triangles and I think Triangles are way cooler <laughs> than a line. <laughs> and, For sure. <laughs> and um, so I've been playing a lot with just imposing a triangle on a lot of things, <laughs> uh, kind of conceptually. <laughs> and um, Yeah, so a waltz is a triangle, um, and the the idea basically came from um, a 
meditative experience um, that then has been continuing on um, where I was doing a normal my normal meditation where I focus upon um, my feeling of yes okay and then I'll like you know go space out lose the feeling and then I'll at some point come back to yes lose the feeling come back to yes um, and I just started to um, at some point um, begin it with just feeling my body um, and this is something that's been a part of it for a long time but like just feeling my body as it is in the moment Kind of like Vipassana, Vipassana yeah, of, yeah, yeah, just feeling sensation mm -hmm. and just noticing what's the most, yeah, very, very Vipassana influenced, mm -hmm. it's, where's the most intense feeling, what, what parts of my body uh, are quieter, mm -hmm. don't have the sensation, sensation, and then I'll move into focusing on the yes, and at um, some point, I was just noticing within that process, like, there's a third part that happens. It's not just yes, and then I go back to, like, feeling my body and nothingness. There's, like, there's a wandering uh, component mm. where it's like I'll feel my body uh, just scan sensations in my body that I'll move more directly into yes and just focus upon that and just kind of identify with that as completely as I can and that kind of at some point will kind of dissolve and like we'll have like a dissolving kind of moment of sorts where it just the boundaries loosen and then I'll be in this place that usually I only know after, oh. in hindsight, where I'm just wandering and there is no com focus. Mm -hmm. And then it goes from there to then feeling like, where am I? Where, where, what is my body feeling like now? And then to yes. And then I wander. Okay. And that was like, um, that's been really cool. To notice um, and just account for like that is a natural stage in that mm -hmm. process and I think it's uh, so it's made the, my meditations richer because I like just plan to wander and I'm a little I'm able to be a little more aware during it of like just oh, I'm wandering <laughs> and, <laughs> la 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 <laughs> right <laughs> and, um, so is is the wandering intellectual I mean are, are we talking about wandering thoughts you know abstract thoughts or wandering in terms of your bodily attention both okay yeah it's the same okay it's the same way. Um, 
And I think that little waltz of attention I've been playing with, like, that's kind of how life, my life goes, too. No. It's not going back and forth between things. It's actually a process of knowing what I'm going for, going for it, and then wandering around once you've gotten there. Because mm -hmm. you're in a clearing, mm -hmm. and you're just looking around, and you're just... You don't have a goal. There's right. It's you're there. You're there. So you're what's just, what exactly is now? Here. You're just there, wandering yeah. through the garden, and then at some point you begin to identify consciously where you are, mm -hmm. um, and begin to identify where you're trying to go, and just cataloging like, what is this place? And then you get a sense of where you're trying to go, and then you are going, mm -hmm. and then you wander again. And, <laughs> and mm -hmm. I think there's a, I think there's a, it's at least been useful to me. So mm -hmm. there's been, a, I feel like there's a useful uh, truth to it. Um, In there, yeah. Mm -hmm. to, to seeing life as more of a waltz triangle. Um, as opposed to like, oh, I'm on, and I've fallen off the horse, and I'm on the horse, and I've fallen off the horse. So like, I'm doing good, and I'm not. Right. I'm doing good. It's like, no, no, no. It's this waltz yeah. through life. Um, that And at the least, it feels like a more affirmative for me, a more affirmative attitude. Mm. Um, it's like... No, you haven't fallen off. You're in the wandering phase. You got right. somewhere, and now you're wandering. That's where you're supposed to be. And then right. you go to, yeah. Okay. So, it's been, yeah, fun, fun to consider. And, um, Yeah, and it feels just more, it's meeting my needs of um, trying to see life more affirmatively um, and see the, the natural things we get into more affirmatively. Like, Yeah, that's helpful. Um, and I go back to meditation or like the like really, really, really basic thing that often people encounter with meditation is like try to focus and then you're not focusing yeah. monkey mind and <laughs> right. try to focus on monkey mind and just that has always never that's that's always been like just not sex <coughs> not sexy of an idea it's, it's not an no. attractive uh idea and i think it turned a lot of people off to the idea of meditation because it just no doubt. It just makes it about like, uh, yeah, you're weak. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and I think, and I do, yeah, I think it's just not true. I think we, I think there is just a very real need to wander in mm -hmm. life. And that's, this, that's the main new idea and that's kind of finding its place. Right. For me, it's, you got it's 
I think it's essential. The wandering. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I think that that that's at least part, maybe most of it, most of what's wrong with public education. Is everything is regimented and tested and uh, based on the assumption that the standards are valid <clears throat> and are best for people as opposed to industry. Yeah, but very clearly it's based on what a machine should do. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, and what kind of cog they think they'll need in, mm -hmm. you know, five or six years. Yeah, but we're... <laughs> If you're if you're studying a human being and trying to do so with your own studying yourself, mm -hmm. I, from what I can see, you come up with a bit of a different answer. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> as far as yeah, how to structure things, like right. there is a there is a dance to it, but it's not um, mm -hmm. it's not just on and off. No. Do you know how to waltz? Have you waltzed? No. I can very, very basically tango, which okay. they are cousins in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, and like I know with salsa too, there's a basic step in between. Oh. And it's kind of the same with tango. It's uh -huh. the same between centering step. Oh, right, I see. Mm. That makes, makes the boop, 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 boop. Do you ever see the, the salsa guy on, uh, have I sent you any of that in, on YouTube? Mm -mm. I'll have to find it. There's a guy who goes apparently all over, uh, or in, I can't say all over, but in many places in South America. <coughs> uh, sets up his boom box uh, in a busy area. <clears throat> he has a sign uh, that says, I think, do you want to dance? What's the words to that effect? And he, 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 he talks <laughs> rapid fire Spanish. I mean, I don't, you know, I hardly understand it anyway, and his is entirely gibberish. Mm -hmm. uh, but he has this nonstop patter, uh, and people dance with him. And now I've, I've seen... it's uh, cool. Yeah, I've seen video where people are dancing with each other. You know, where in, initially it was just, a, he was just trying to get people to dance with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's pretty good yeah. and uh, a, a spontaneous, you know, in the middle of downtown or wherever he is in Buenos Aires or, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. <clears throat> yeah, it's real good. I'd love to have the skills to be able to do that one day. <laughs> yeah. And, well, yeah, I mean, as far as I can tell, yeah. <laughs> He can talk and he can dance. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. found a way to use that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Get on that. <laughs>
I was gonna keep going on the on Go the waltz. Should mm -hmm. I? Yeah. Okay. It, I've also been kind of relating it to um, a fun moment with a friend recently, where I was relating that wandering step, the third, uh. the third part, um, with kind of where we are in history. <laughs> yeah. And all the fucking weirdness and nihilism. And postmodern shit. Mm -hmm. And I was seeing like, I was seeing it in context of like, oh no, at its essence, nihilism is like, there's an essence to it and there's an essential nature to it. And what it is, is just the wandering step from oh. clear movement forward in a particular direction and then we do have to wander and discover new things and novelty and mm -hmm. let go you know let go of preconceptions that kind of thing mm -hmm. and that was cool just to more affirmatively be able to see nihilism be able to see nihilism more affirmatively like in context yeah, the wandering when, when you're not sure like and to account for times of feeling lost too mm -hmm. which I have felt very lost <coughs> and in previous months it's, it's been very much working on my own behalf like that's totally natural and not necessarily bad Feeling lost. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's the third part of the, mm -hmm. the dance where you're like asking questions and then you're knowing where you're going. Mm hmm. And just being it and acting, and then you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then you don't know, and then you ask new questions, mm -hmm. and then you be and you know it, and then you don't know. And yeah, over and over. Over and over. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's just a natural thing in life, is the idea, the hypothesis. And ideally, you're building, that's a building, spiraling mm -hmm. process where what you know does accumulate. Um, but you gotta, yeah, you gotta not know. You gotta be able to not know. Be a little lost. Because um, you get to see what really holds up, I think, too. Mm hmm. And in addition to just yeah. being and open enough, open enough to discover new things. And right. Yeah. <clears throat> and that uh, it's hard for some of us to accept not knowing. 
you know, it can be frightening. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Which, I suppose, leads to lots of bad decisions made hurriedly and in a panic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thinking that, the, you know, the, the sky was actually falling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but sometimes, yeah, it's better that you don't make any decisions, like, when you don't know. It's like, oh God, I don't know, I need to do something. It's like, no you don't. <laughs> That's why you, you shouldn't do anything. You <laughs> shouldn't <laughs> do anything. You should just yeah. take observe. Take a day off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or take a day off. <laughs> And you're just in the wandering phase, honey. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It'll pass. Just <laughs> pay attention, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh... Where do you feel like going? Well... <clears throat> you had a couple that you sent as well. Uh, I don't see on this list. No, that's a, that's another email. I don't. That's, I don't even remember what they were. Um, I'm interested in the the these agreements you <coughs> uh, postulate, <laughs> hypothesize, or something underlying civilization. Mm. Uh, you know that there are. Yeah. They're fundamental in anybody's civilization, I guess, but Western Civ. Yeah, at, at you, a minimum. Will, you, will you read that? Yeah. It's a quote. Uh, Not my quote. Civilization rests upon the agreements, agreement that there are things that we can and should have. Yeah, so that was. Um, Jordan Peterson talking to, um, I think I sent you this conversation, a couple dudes, one of them, his name is Marion Tupi, um, who runs a outfit and website called humanprogress.org. Right. And he's basically been doing, um. Yeah, he's like some high-level academic, well-respected, doing a ton of work on um, showing the objective progress of humanity um, that is mm -hmm. only continuing and mm. is like <coughs> exponential <laughs> okay. in like a bunch of different domains. And he's written a, at least one book on that. And his, this conversation was with another guy who he co-authored a book, with whom he co-authored a book. Um, and um, it's a really good conversation, too. Um, really, yeah, really drives home how, like... Yeah, things are better than they've ever been in the entirety of his human history. <laughs> and like, 
uh-huh. huge ways mm-hmm. um, that people have no idea about. They're just like uh, existing on. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Yeah, I'm remembering, and then I'll get more directly to that, but I'm remembering something. They're talking about light and how that's being used by economists, some economists. I think it was one particular guy. Um, as a marker of just seeing the change, the cost of light, the cost of oh. lumens, and you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And... Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to remember the exact numbers, um, but it was insane. I'm, um, I, I don't doubt it. It was insane. Yeah. Um, it was like some hours for hours of work, like the whole conversation they were you, uh-huh. they were talking about um, time pricing. So right. using hours of work <clears throat> as the metric for Mm -hmm. getting this which i thought was very cool Mm -hmm. Um, and for light like i'm terrible with my numbers here but at some point it was in in earlier times it was hours to get an hour of light now it's like (laughs) point Like six, like, what is it? It's like 0.6 seconds or something. Okay. For an hour of light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's about right. <laughs> and, uh-huh. um, <laughs> and I'll put, and I'm going to put the numbers up actually. Um, on the video, but that was just very fucking cool, and it, the whole conversation just goes on about that, how much things are improving, and so at one point, um, yeah, JP brought up that quote, and it just struck me. I'm not exactly sure even what to I'll say about it, but it stood out to me, mm-hmm. and especially in light of. Um, the last conversation we had, mm-hmm. um, and um, so civilization rests upon the agreement that there are things we can and should have. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. So I just think of basic like coordination between people. Like Mm -hmm. you coordinate with someone because you see that there's something that could come of it. Mm -hmm. And that's the basis of civilization. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen or have we talked about um, there's a talk 
uh, in particular by uh, Harari, um, Yuval Noah Harari. You brought him up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, and this, uh, where he said that my slightly fuzzy recollection is that he, he talked to uh, his, his primary example or comparison <clears throat> was with chimpanzees, who are very close to us, closer than any other animal, I suppose, uh, and posed the, the example of, say, you know, taking a, the bus downtown. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you told me that this, that yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, and, uh, and, and I remembered it because it, it's not something I ever really thought about before, <laughs> that, that, that uh, our ability to coordinate with each other and do things based on some agreed-upon goal mm -hmm. uh, and to sacrifice in some way now in order to uh, gain something later. Mm -hmm. I hate that word, but okay. What? <laughs> Sacrifice? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I can talk about that. Every right, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that, that, that caught my attention. Yeah, that's why, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. Mm hmm mm hmm uh, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... But presumably, well, so is, is the suggestion that the basis of any civilization uh, has to deal with the same, at least the same category of agreements about what people, can't, what we ought to have? I think the specifics differ and the values, yeah. and that's where we get different civilizations, but I think the, I think there is something fundamental to the basic coordination in the aim of achieving something mm -hmm. that we don't have yet. Right. Um, and that being the thing that we could have and should have. Right. And you do, you go through with it because you think we should have it. <laughs> yeah. And that I do think Yeah, and this is a lot of this is new thoughts for me. I do think that is the that seems like a solid working mm -hmm. essential definition of civilization. Mm -hmm. And it just builds off of that in higher and higher complexity but it's the basic thing is just coordination based on what could be mm -hmm. um, and um, ideally then people are free to do that right. to coordinate as they choose um, or not or not and mm -hmm. capitalism <laughs> thus, thus the argument for capitalism right. enters for me there. 
Mm -hmm. it's basically the only system we've seen where that is the basis of the idea. Right. You are free to coordinate with whom you choose. Right. Or not. Right. And it's only based on voluntary uh, coordination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the most, if that's the definition, if the defi definition of civilization at an essential level is coordination in service of something uh, not yet manifest, then capitalism is the most in line with that. Right. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's fun to discover over time why, more and more, why I explicitly I agree with capitalism. And just in the question of like, what's up with it? <laughs> um, <laughs> It just increasingly, yeah, seems clearly the best idea mm -hmm. we've had, hands down. Hands mm -hmm. down. Yeah, it would be really hard to argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, people do though. That's why it's so. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to understand it more. Mm -hmm. That's it's, useful. It's under, yeah. Amongst my cohort, it's completely accepted that capitalism is the devil. Um, or people my age, I don't right. know my cohort. Right. <laughs> but um, it's, it's constant that mm -hmm. when something goes wrong, it's like, ah, capitalism. <laughs> thanks, capitalism. Like it was once, thanks, Obama. And now it's like, ah, right. <laughs> thanks, capitalism. Right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've uh, you know I've I've gone around about capitalism. You've gone around with it. Yeah, I mean you know approving, disapproving, <laughs> appreciating, and, and not so much. And, uh, but I can't. I, I'm, I'm in uh, agreement, I'm aligned with the fundamentals. Um, and, you know, the more I pay attention, <clears throat> and, you know, the longer I live, I guess, uh, the more I see how problematic government is. Mm. And that you know, that, that top-down kind of stuff, uh, especially secret, which is what we've got now. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of stuff that's secret, but not so secret, and so that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, I mean, Super I, cringy. I, I mean I've, when I think about uh, what I think of as problems with, say, just the system here in the United States, okay. or in Chico, for that matter. Okay. Um, I, I 
really can't think of, of something that bothers me that I don't think would be uh, ameliorated or you know made better in some way by transparency mm -hmm. by everybody being able to find out anything that the government is doing or deciding or anything uh, and that's as far as I've got I can't I mean I can't think of anything that would uh, that's that would be that's helpful somehow to to keep from the population at large and some of it I suppose would be risky um, maybe all of it I guess and you know to somebody or other but uh, people just don't things happen and we don't really know why and it's illegal to tell us <laughs> you know stuff like that uh, do you have a I just specific example you're thinking of? Well, you know, I've, I've given some attention to police work. <clears throat> uh, and the way, say, in, in Chico, things are secret. And the, all the changes, you know, that, that for instance, that <clears throat> Chico PD has gone uh, through to <clears throat> to keep secret um, the records are around, you know, specifically uh, killings in the last five or six years. And uh, backed, presumably, by the city, the city council. And uh, I just, I don't see how that can possibly be justified. Mm-hmm. In, in any way. It's a, you know, there being a, you know, public government department. Uh, anything they do, we should know about. So keeping it, they're keeping these records secret as in literally keeping people from f finding out there's actions yeah. being taken well, keep them, to keep, keep their Tenet. records of, say, an incident uh -huh. or releasing the uh, body cam footage and stuff like that. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> uh, and although that they want to keep, the, say, just to just talk about uh, Tyler Rushing or, or Stephen Best, <clears throat> the the two cases I've probably heard the most about or read the most about anyway. Okay. Um, Those have been the in only town. reason. Yes, the only reason uh, I I assert that the only reason to keep those records um, secret uh, is to cover their ass. Why else would you? Mm -hmm. And they are keeping them secret. Well, they have been until they just got uh, dinged by a federal, you know, district judge or something or other, who, who said, no, this is, this is not right, and you got to show them all the things that you know that people have been asking for. Uh, <clears throat> Dave Waddell, in particular, who writes for Chico Sol. Um, people have been trying to get these those records, right? 
this footage, these records, and the, and Chico PD has been making it difficult to do so. Impossible. Or impossible. Right, just Got confusing okay. to release them. Okay. And, and then um, Joe was like, you have to. Right, right. Waddell okay. sued, and it went through, you know, because it's, it's been, it's a year, you know, years long process, but... Um, Finally, yeah, the judge, this latest judge ruled in, in his favor. So now they've got to not only turn over the records, <clears throat> um, they've got to pay for all the, the lawyers involved, which was entirely unnecessary if they weren't afraid, maybe, and on my contention is that they may even be ashamed. That's what I hope. You know, that would be at least, uh, that would at mm -hmm. least involve some moral in implications. Hmm. Uh, so I'd like to see, I mean, I, I'd like to try transparency in everything. <clears throat> and it seems to me that's a step toward uh, a functional kind of anarchism. I've seen uh, suggestions, for instance, that body cams, as soon as they go on, that footage goes to the cloud. Straight up, nobody gets to yeah. tamper or yeah. anything. Mm -hmm. It's Im it's immediately public, mm -hmm. not just you know saved mm -hmm. somewhere, but it's immediately public. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be a good idea. I don't, I don't see why that would be bad. Uh, yeah, that's probably, that's just one example. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Uh, and knowing how the, the <laughs> The uh, officials, this is a, a separate example, how the officials, doctors um, associated with, you know, FDA and CDC <coughs> uh, get to put their names on patents that they approve <laughs> and make money. And, knowing, and even when I learned just that... Uh, you know, Fauci's been on the public teat since 1968, I think. <laughs> he makes close to a half million dollars a year. Uh, this is in addition to his uh, whatever royalties and things he, he rakes in because of the research work he's done with CDC and other, you know, government agencies over that time. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's... That's, that's, I mean, that's just asking for, <laughs> for trouble. It's too much, it's too, it's, it's too much authority. Basically. Right, right, and. Uh, there's no, there's no any stakes for losing his job. None. No, it doesn't, no, it doesn't matter. And all, I'm, I'd, I'm betting that all of the people involved in the, this Chico case uh, with we'll Waddell, do fine. with Waddell, just that, yeah, just that. Uh, nobody's going to lose their job. Although they, you know, what they were doing was clearly at least unethical. It may have, I suppose, it was legal to some extent. But it seems to me, if the, if the this federal judge has ruled uh, in Dave Waddell's favor and against the city. Um, there should be some kind of consequence, but I, you know, I'd, I'd bet <laughs> there won't be.
Mm. You know, the, the most that'll happen, or you know, that is happening, I guess, is that they'll finally have to release the records, and they still get to redact whatever you know they can dream up. Mm. Uh, and I'm against redaction too. I don't know what's that for. Anyway, that's my rant. So one of the things that I think uh, yeah. civilization should include is transparency. Agreement for all the citizens, yeah. That there won't be any, that, it's, and that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, private, with privacy, individual privacy. This is just for the government. Yeah. And, yeah. and publicly traded corporations. Yeah, whatever is put up onto the public marketplace. Right. Yeah, and I mean, it seems like everything's headed that direction. I sure hope so. Yeah. That's yeah, I think it's inevitable. Really? Yeah, the nerds are hard at work. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah, with yeah, I think But they're like, also they're also hard at work tracking us. And, you know, uh, some of the nerds algorithming us and some of that. the nerds, yes. Yeah. yeah, the Google nerds and the Facebook yeah. nerds. <laughs> right. But I'm talking about like the deep nerds working on blockchain technology. Oh. Um, I think is inevitable um, and uh, creating the decentralized web I think is yeah, which we inevitable dearly need yeah I think yeah. I, I do th of course nothing's inevitable but I think right. it's clearly where we're going yeah um, so I, f I guess I feel very I feel very optimistic about all of that I think it's mm -hmm. just a matter of time mm -hmm. uh, and I think, yeah, I think from all signs, I think the transparency point, that's, like, there's more needed, but that's progressed crazily. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's only increasing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And the main thing that concerns me about uh, uh, crypto and blockchains and all that is that it depends on such high technology, and if 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 that uh, so, it, it it seems to me it's vulnerable to uh, some interruption, uh, and that I I don't I don't and so that. The, the system could be shut down. It's conceivable. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I think I mentioned, what's this guy's name? Andrew Tate? Yeah. You know anything about him? No. Uh, I didn't either until I, I heard his name mentioned somewhere and, um, and somebody or other was talking about his being deplatformed okay. <clears throat> and banned off pretty much everything, okay. or all the mainstream, Facebook, mm -hmm. YouTube, mm -hmm. Instagram, all that. Um, so I checked, I wanted to find out why. What did he, what did he do? Okay. <laughs> and he is a wild man. And 
I can see why he would be scary to some people. Okay. Because he is a kind of extremist. Okay. Uh, but I don't like the that his all that can just be shut out. Uh, somebody suggested that his assets had been frozen. That turned out not to be true, but okay. that's the kind of thing that can happen. Mm -hmm. You know, they could, you could just be turned off. You know, all you've got is a piece of plastic, you know. Mm -hmm. What used to be a debit card mm -hmm. is nothing. Yeah, if it's controlled by the government, but all right. this sounds like, and I still have very basic, very basic, basic understanding of blockchain and all the work that's being done. But it, all the, so much of the focus is being done so that no one has the key. So nobody, yeah. That's and the that, whole point. that gives me hope. Yeah, it gives me a <laughs> nice hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 we're, uh, just building in basic, uh, what, agreements on proof and engagement seems to be. Mm -hmm. Kind of the case. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I had a thought <laughs> about um, transparency and truth while peeing, mm -hmm. and. Um, just taking it personally as I do. Um, <laughs> take that personally. <laughs> That's my strategy. <laughs> um, yeah, and my relationship with transparency and lack thereof, and to the degree that I am transparent. Um, often when that word is brought up, um, It's kind of post-event, mm -hmm. and it's a demand to fess up, <laughs> right? to divulge. And it makes me think that part of why that what's tricky about the whole thing is like, yeah, I think there should be requirements for the government to be transparent. That's got to be built in. Um, but like ultimately in the long-term project of humanity that like, it's got to be based on a love of truth. Um, if it will be real and long-lasting. Um, because the confessional finger uh, pointing mm -hmm. is not a good motivator for humans. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, All right. It doesn't lend itself to coordinating very nicely. Um, and 
It's got it, and it doesn't lend itself to voluntary mm -hmm. coordination. Um, and so, yeah, the thought was that it's got to be about, like, personally, as well as, um, I think, on a larger scale, it's got to ultimately about a, got to be about a love of truth. Um, and, um, cause transparency, um, it's like a, what? To be truly honest is a very active endeavor. You have mm -hmm. to like want to be honest mm -hmm. and try to be truthful and like <clears throat> trying to get at the truth. Um, if you're, I think if you're going to actually get out the truth, right? Um, that's a, yeah, yeah. And transparency is, yeah, has very confessional vibes to it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I just don't think we're going to get at all the truth if that's our only means of oh. getting at it. Yeah. <laughs> just confessing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's gotta be, and just seeing that, yeah, really in my own life, like getting at the truth requires really trying to get at the truth yes. as like a way of life. Um, yeah, it's never ending. <laughs> yeah, because it's never ending. It's, it's God being revealed. And mm -hmm. uh, it's gotta be more like that for me. <laughs> um, even just practically speaking, because um, it seems like I'm just seeing it as a binary, of like it's either going to be an act of love of trying to discover truth or it will end up being confessional because reality forces you to, <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's what you're to, to fess up mm -hmm. about something. Um, so that one's a fall on transparency. And I guess maybe one, see if I can try and move that forward a little bit, like what what that would actually look like uh, yeah to be more oriented around the love of truth than uh, living a life of transparency because that seems to be a kind of virtuous affirmation in such time but I just not that attractive to me. <laughs> it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It's not exciting enough. And I think the excitement is part of the answer. It's like, for myself, it's like, well, just a life aimed at truth is more exciting. Mm -hmm. um, it's more adventurous. It's more thrilling. Um, and it's more ecstatic, um, at least. Mm-hmm. And that's why you do it. That's one. Re 
reasoning out. So, so where did I mean? I was <clears throat> I've been thinking uh, a little uh, about sheeple. Okay. <laughs> changes that people went through with COVID and masks and, uh, you know, social distancing outside and what kind of stuff that... Wear your mask in your your car. Wear your mask in your car, in the bathroom, everywhere. And and how um, that has, uh, it's been demonstrated that that was, that was just drivel. They just made that up, and, and the masks served no purpose whatsoever. <laughs> All right, I take that back. They served a purpose, but they were not effective. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> so and that was it, probably known very early on. Very early on, sure. <laughs> right. It's pretty clear. <clears throat> uh, although, when I saw a, a Fauci statement recently. Uh, where, you know, well, he's not saying we were wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was just hooey. And, you know, say you, that. No. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just now the guidelines are different. <laughs> we said this, you know, this is what we suggest and we think, you know, we'll make everybody happy and keep everybody safe. And, uh, you know, and that it's not, uh, I mean, clear that uh, this is a complete reversal of what, what they said two years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's not explicit and you know it's probably just going to go by most folks. Yeah. Uh, and so you know which you know mitigates against changing the system because more people are because that many people are satisfied with think it's doing okay and um, you know, we, uh, we have to do what they say. They know best. They're looking out for us. That's what we pay them to do. That's why they're there, to yeah. take care of us. That, that's been one of the most, more striking parts about the whole, this whole COVID experience. And people just jumping at the opportunity to follow all these guidelines. It's like, when did the government suddenly become like a respected sort of, <laughs> yeah, like, trust? Like, when, when did that happen? Like, the very people who have been, yeah, a lot of people who have claimed to take issue with the government's lack of transparency and trust are like the first to jump in line. Yeah. And it's like wild to behold and people around me and... Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's most interesting. Yeah, like when did... <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Um, but I think it's... 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of it, I think, is fear. Just mortal fear. I suppose. Drives, can, is a powerful, powerful force. That's pretty basic, yeah. And when yeah. authority comes to stave off that danger, um, mm -hmm. and you're afraid, and... Uh, don't feel like an authority on your own health, then. Mm-hmm. It makes sense why that would occur, but... It's... Yeah, I don't know. Was there more you wanted to say on sheeple or on the the idea of sheeple? <laughs> why why what uh, makes you bring that up? Well, because in, <clears throat> in 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 my head, it's related to um, what we've been talking about in regard to culture okay. <clears throat> and. Um, that that freedom to uh, join in or not uh, didn't exist with COVID. You couldn't just decide, mm -hmm. you know, even though uh, the benefits of the mask my understanding, at least, uh, the benefits were mostly to accrue to the person who was wearing the mask to keep out other people's germs. I guess, you know, and so if you had some undiagnosed something going on, it would also prevent uh, the mask wearer from mm -hmm. passing on those, Less of uh, you know, those airborne, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm you know, viruses and bacteria and things. Um, but mostly it was for the, the wearer. So it's, I mean, I, what my brain came up with, well, if you, if you don't want to get COVID and you think this mask is the way to, is a sound way to prevent it, then wear a mask. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing, because mm -hmm. you are pr protected. Mm -hmm. So you know, so everybody uh, can decide whether to wear a mask or not, and where, and under what circumstances. And but that's really all that's necessary. Nobody has to mandate anything. This is what we think is going on. This is how we think it's being transmitted, and this is how we think you can protect yourself. Yeah. Over and out. Yeah, yeah. That would be a solid, a more solid, insane, <laughs> governmental... Yeah. Uh, ...action and communication. Right, something that give us some good information, uh -huh. and then we decide what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was, that's how things were supposed to go. But no, not this time. It's too dangerous, and you you guys are just too dim to do the right thing. So we're gonna 
We're gonna make some new rules. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some of that condescension present. Yeah, if you, you're too dim. Um, and, and, and banking on the kind of guilt of being your brother's keeper. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was masterly. Because uh, uh, that that's what it turned into from not just protecting yourself. It's like, okay, it doesn't really protect right, you. But it. it's not about you. It's about yeah. um, everyone else mm -hmm. and the old person. Like, you might kill them. <laughs> right, if you don't wear a mask. If you don't wear yeah. a mask, you could <laughs> kill them. <laughs> and you don't want that. So... Yeah, and then you should get vaccinated because then, so that you don't kill them. And right. it's like that doesn't work. But <laughs> no, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right, it doesn't prevent anything, but you should get it anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then it'll be easier on you. Yeah, I know. And I still see people with masks at the farmers market, you know, and. Yeah, there's been a resurgence with the latest strain of people wearing masks, and I had so this is this monkeypox. I thought that was actually different. I think, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> um, I know, but I just know there's been another wave, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Do I have any? Can I say something like constructive about this whole thing or interesting? So it's so easy to just like feel, just like shake my head and like my <laughs> eyelids get heavy and mm -hmm. I just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> have you ever, have you ever been a sheeple? Um, I definitely have. Yeah, I'm sure I have. Um. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, because I definitely have been a sheeple. Yeah. Sometimes I think you have to have been a sheeple in order to recognize them, you know. Yeah, that's but part of getting know. woke. <laughs> no. It's part of waking up. Waking up, okay. Uh, yeah, it's part of waking yeah. up. Is, and that's the, whole, that's the zeitgeist uh, explosion. Mm -hmm. of those movies and um, yeah and scales <laughs> falling from your eyes and and I suppose maybe that's <clears throat> it's a this is a more pessimistic view and I don't it, I don't think I don't know how far it goes but like each stage of life as you progress into a new stage of life you kind of look at yourself past self like a sheeple or yeah i feel like that like yeah. you see the ways in which you were not responsible for your own experience mm -hmm. you see the ways in which you had uh, um, relied on external factors Mm -hmm. um, and the new stage is you becoming aware of that and hopefully taking responsibility for those things and mm -hmm. things getting better. And maybe that's just an ongoing thing. Yeah, yeah it could be. But, Especially um, in, in large modern groups, you know, where there are 
we have access, or not, not just access, are bombarded with lots of information and ideas about things we really have no experience of. Mm. And, uh, but for one reason or another, have to make some kind of decision, even if it's to uh, click off. Yeah. You know. Yeah, even if it's to drop out. Kind of. <laughs> right, right. Turn it off or something. Yeah, I've definitely been a sheeple in my life. Um, I've been a shirtsen. <laughs> a human. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been amongst the sheeple. Um, yeah, it comes down to authority. It comes down to how much you embrace and, for me, validate your own personal experience. Mm-hmm. And... Um, bring it back to dancing that's one of the things dancing has done for me is um, and continues to do so and part of why I want to make dance parties mm-hmm. um, is um, it puts you in touch with your immediacy yeah. of your being and the, the greater in touch you are with your own uh, immediate self and experience the less likely you're going to be a sh- sheeple because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you'll notice how that feels to do so right and it turns out that's not uh, the most life-affirming thing to do no and, um, it, does, it, it seems not to always be easy to notice it, you know, you can get lost in the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that ongoing chorus. <laughs> yeah, and, and, that's, and then I go back to that idea of it being just a natural process, because it's kind of like that with being a teenager. Like, yeah. You're a sheeple of your parents, and then you're not... And and in some sense, it's not bad. It's just where you were. No, it's just yeah. And once you become aware of it, then you you've got to move on. Mm -hmm. Um, And and Okay, so to kind of bring it back a bit more too, maybe this can help tie things up. As far as that civilization rests upon the agreement that there are things that we can and should have. Um, part of what is moving me forward from an, uh, a time of being a sheeple in a way um, and coming out of a level of sheepality <laughs> into greater... Uh-huh. <laughs> what, ramhood or something? Um, manhood. Um, it's kind of a basic ju- of uh, recognizing and allowing and affirming of 
what I could have and what I think I should have. Mm -hmm. um, and it's this basis, basic self-centered affirmation of what I could and should have, ought to have, is what is moving me beyond being a sheeple. Mm -hmm. um, and it's no coincidence that the sheeple of whom we are, about whom we are speaking in the COVID world um, also speak selflessness. Um, oh, sure. And because <laughs> you can, they go completely together. Yeah. Because um, if you're affirming your basic creaturehood and needs and wants, um, that immediately puts you in the driver's seat, more mm -hmm. in the driver's seat. Just probably briefly. Yeah, that's uh, something you want to uh, touch on. Well, this this part about uh, <clears throat> the norm for most of evolution has been very to go very very slowly, very slowly, and this uh, when what we perceived as fast change is relatively new. Mm. Um, so I have a couple of questions, or I don't know, a couple of things occur to me, but. Uh, uh, to what extent can we track social evolution? Physical evolution is fairly straightforward. I mean, there, God knows lots of gaps, but there's a lot of evidence that uh, support the story mm -hmm. we have about the evolution of life, yeah. biology. Um, Social evolution is, is different. Uh, you know, we have pretty good records for recent history, but for most of our history, we don't have anything. Uh, and so, sometimes I wonder, you know, what, what might prehistoric, and by that I just mean before writing. Okay. Uh, and before any anything that we at least consider, you know, reliable, oral, lore, handed down. Okay. Um, what might that have? What might that have been like? I mean, have you seen? Uh, the what's the name of that movie? But boys stranded on an, uh, they're shipwrecked on an island and then form their own society. Lord of the Flies? Yes. <clears throat> um, I've heard that film, well, you know, the plot, the story discussed in a couple of different ways, one of which is mostly that it was just made up. You know, there was, it, was a, it was a story, just like a, you know, any other novel. Mm -hmm. uh, and other, I mean, and I've seen it talked about as a, as a depiction of a perfectly natural rever reversion to uh, 
primitivism of some kind. Um, and I, I mean, it, it, I don't know what to think about that. <clears throat> uh, I think that, well, here, a, a friend of mine is writing a book <clears throat> about kind of the, the evils of uh, modern civilization and uh, the way it removes us, and, and this all is also involved with technology, the way it, <clears throat> uh, it has removed us from nature and emphasized uh, competition among people, between people. Um, and he thinks that that's I don't know, kind of an accident of evolution, maybe, and that the key is to get rid of all that and to get closer to nature somehow, and um, everything will be hunky-dory. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't, I mean, I, I, I think it's an interesting idea. It's not, it's not one that hangs together for me. Uh, but I do wonder what, uh, are there other instances, examples of um, kind of more cooperation than we experience, say, in, in this country, somewhere else, tribal, presumably, because uh, pretty much everybody, I, I mean, all the countries and, and, and nations we hear about on the media are mostly Western Civ. You know, they may have some other backgrounds and or like Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, which is most peculiar. <laughs> but... <clears throat> and, hybrid thing. And very, yeah, very much a hybrid, yeah. Um, the whole world is becoming a hybrid thing. Pretty much, yeah. And overall that's probably good. Yeah. I would think, you know, yeah. more, more influences and more voices. Um, but yeah, uh, and I, sp I specifically mean more the more the world is becoming free market and capitalist. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It seems to be what is improving the thing, the situation. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> seems to be the reason. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but how does... Um, how would we do it if everything, you know, fell apart? How do how do people react? And it clearly, I mean, it would depend on what culture they are, grew up in. But how do they how do they react? They react in a disaster. How 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 do people? Does it become more dog eat dog? Is there uh, there's clearly some cooperation and compassion and mutual help and stuff that that seems to arise automatically when, when people are in dire circumstances. Um, but you're even, you're trying to probe into like what's going on with human nature, um, right? What. What are we starting out with? What's at the basis 
of our humanity. Um, yeah, and I think of um, Jordan Peterson talks a lot about a guy named Franz De Wall who's done a lot of study of chimpanzees and I think various animals and he's apparently shown over and over and just observed over his career that uh, like generally people think of chimpanzees as like uh, basically classic power dominating patriarchy right but that's not even the case the the super aggressive males that dominate their way to the top mm -hmm. uh, are very short term and will often get taken down oh. by a few other guys and it's the guys who take care of the women and reciprocate with the others that oh. are the actual long-lasting okay and he's like um this is the ethic at the basis of yeah, and that other humanity. stuff is it's this. not about power and um, the whole dominating thing the idea is that yeah that's a very short-term strategy mm -hmm. we have the propensity for it but it's not what civilization is based on we wouldn't have got here if it was. If that's the it. argument, yeah. yeah. We wouldn't have gotten, things wouldn't be working if that was the case. <laughs> Which is, uh, yeah, definitely a different view than what people, a lot of people spout about patriarchy. That's good. Yeah, we, we actually wouldn't be here if it was a dominator, if it was completely. Right. We have that. Clearly, yeah, it's here, but yeah, <laughs> but if that was the center story. of it, we wouldn't yeah we wouldn't be able to even talk about it. It'd be just I don't know chaotic yeah. mess or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, These are interesting times. And thank God for Afrobeats. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. <laughs> That's where salvation is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Africa is. Did you listen to that conversation with Magat Wade that I sent you? I think so. That, is that a woman? Mm hmm. Senegalese. Yes. Woman. Yeah. Businesswoman. Right. She's awesome. Yeah. Fucking dope. Fucking <laughs> dope. And it's a powerful black lady who's going across the world being like, capitalism <laughs> is the reason yeah. Africa is coming out of poverty. Like, um, it's making the entirety of the ability to uh, start businesses, mm -hmm. start operations, the free market. Is was allowing Africa to fucking boom mm -hmm. and flower and like um, people in the West don't understand that because we've been living under it 
mm -hmm. swimming in the water. But someone <laughs> right. who's, who came from like, yeah, walking barefoot every day is like, this is like amazing. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. It's amazing, yeah. yeah. If you let people yeah. do it, it's just the idea of a free market. If you allow people to trade freely and coordinate in that way, like flourishing can happen. And um, yes, and she and she had brought up something interesting. Like, apparently, and I don't know. She brought up a tale of a of a researcher historian that she really admired, and him talking about how pre-colonial Africa. Um, Africa was basically free market. Um, mm -hmm. Like that was the means of was free trade. Right. And um, and it's like a, and that was an interesting, just different slant on the thing. Like, no, this is like old. This is ancient. This idea of free trade. This isn't like mm -hmm. some white dude. No. <laughs> this isn't some, which is usually the case, and I think usually uh, the thing people can hand wave. Right. Like some white guy came up with this. Like, no, no, like uh, nature it's older than came that. up with this. <laughs> right. Um, right. Symbiotic relationships, um, exchange, and that was, it was very interesting to encounter that idea. Mm -hmm. But yeah, thank God for Afrobeats. Ha, ha, ha.